Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Zoom-in episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. And the reason that we're Zooming is because we are going to start using Zoom to record our podcasts. Zoom is awesome. We find that it's going to be such a nice thing to have for Mystic Access and to utilize in so many different ways. We love it, and it's accessible, and it's seamless, and it works, and we sound better. And hopefully Chris will have volume issues this time, and it's going to be great. <laughs> We're also going to be using it for some of our classes. Yes. And for those of you who we have just sent into panic by mentioning this, fear not, because you can use it on the computer, on your iOS device or Android, or you can even call in via the old-fashioned telephone. So there's really something for everyone, and we're very happy with Zoom. And she yes. also just forgot that you know, iOS and Android, big deal. I can use it on my Kindle Fire tablet if I so <laughs> choose to. Wait. And Kindle Fire tablet is actually a forked version of Android. So uh-huh. she didn't quite she forget, didn't forget she it all. Being well, more general. Well, exactly. <laughs> At least that's her but... story and she's sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought to look in the Kindle. I did look in the Kindle app store to see and it is actually in there. So that's very cool just to know, but it does work. It's very cool. And it sounds good, too. We tested it. So yep. we're going to sound good. Everybody else is going to sound good. You can share screens. We can do seamless recording straight from Zoom. It's affordable for our company. It's just going to be an awesome thing. We're so excited to be utilizing it now, like so many other successful companies before us. So it just puts us in the big leagues. We're happy. <laughs> So on to the first part of the podcast. In the last episode, we had talked about the QCast client's inability to play our feed. Well, I just wanted to publicly thank John and Larry Gassman for helping us come up with a workaround to fix it. And we're going to insert steps right now to show you how to fix it should you wish. It's about four or five minutes. It's not long, but it'll show you how to get your QCast working once again. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Grabowski from Mystic Access. In the podcast episode titled Kim Gets Misty and Alexa Shows Us the Way, we talk about the inability to play the Mystic Access podcast in the QCast for Windows application. Well, I have good news for you. Thanks to John and Larry Gassman, we figured out a workaround. We get this message from John who said he can't play the podcast but Larry could. So of course we had to figure out why Larry could play the podcast. It turns out that I was right. The Mystic Access podcast feed is over a secure channel. If what I just said went over you, fear not. Just follow the steps that I'm about to do and you will then be able to access the Mystic Access podcast once again through QCast. I am sitting in QCast, and I'm going to press the letter M until I get to the Mystic Access podcast. M. Macworld last updated. And I'm going to hit the down arrow key. Mystic Access podcast where the magic is in learning last. And I'm going to hit the tab key to go into the episodes list. I just want to show you that 
this will not play. Episodes can get misty and Alexa shows us the way. Now I'm gonna hit the down arrow key. Ding dong, the doorbell is dead. Published date 7 18 2017 4 14 22. And I'm gonna down arrow. Mystic Axis rides with up. Snowballs in June pup. Introducing new friends. Vanquishing captures and Google Home tutorial news pup. And I'm gonna press enter. Introducing new friends. Vanquishing captures and Google Home tutorial news published date 6 12. So as you can see, that episode did not play. So I'm going to shift tab back to the Mystic Access podcast within the podcasts list. Podcasts, Mystic Access podcast. And I'm going to press control delete to delete the podcast. Yes, Y button. Dialog delete podcast. Are you sure you would like to delete the podcast, Mystic Access podcast, where the magic is in learning? And I'm going to answer yes. Why? Qcast. Now, QCast should be deleting the Mystic Access podcast, and we should return back to our list of podcasts. Podcasts, LCNET video podcasts. And there we are. Now, to add a podcast, we're going to add the podcast manually. We're not going to search for it. We're going to add the feed directly. Because if we search for it, we're going to be in the same predicament, and that is running the podcast over the HTTPS or secure channel and that just won't work. So I'm going to press control P to add a podcast. I can also select it from the podcast menu. P podcast URL edit dialog at podcast. Now I'm going to type in the URL in question. H T T P colon slash slash w w w period m y s t i c a c c e s s period c o m slash f e e D slash P O D C A S T and press enter. Podcast title T Mystic Access Podcast where the magic is in learning read only edit. And QCast went out and pulled the title of the podcast. Now I'm going to press tab. Description daily record podcast. And I just hit control to silence the speech. I'm going to tab again. Add a button. And I'm going to press enter. QCast should be adding the podcast. Q-cast. And we Podcasts should LC end up EP back in our list podcast. as we SD are. Last update. So now I'm going to press the letter M until I get to the Mystic Access podcast. M. Mystic Access podcast with the mat. Now I'm going to press tab. Episodes Kim gets misty and Alexa shows us. And this all sounds familiar. So let's go down to the one about Cap should be gone. Ding dong. Mystic Axis rides with upper snowballs in June. Introducing new friends. Vanquishing captures and goop. And I'm gonna press enter. Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast. So I'm gonna press Alt F4. Qcast. Episodes introducing. And I'm going to down arrow. Roombas, passwords and free goodies. Oh my. 
up and let me download this Roomba podcast and I'm going to press control L to start the download again. I could select it from the episodes menu should I choose to. L Roomba's passwords and free goodies. Oh my. Published date 5-30-2017-12-40-03 and status not downloaded 6 of 50. And in a minute or so, we will hear the little download, or I will hear the little download just because of the way that uh, I'm recording this setup right now. And I just heard the little download, and the podcast has been downloaded to my computer. So again, I wanted to thank Larry and John Gassman for putting us on the right track to get this feed working once again in QCast. Now, I can't promise that it's going to fix any other podcasts that are not playing within the QCast application, but it does fix the Mystic Access podcast. Thank you and happy podcast listening. And we are back. And if you want written steps rather than listening to the audio to fix it, if you would rather have something in text format, Chris wrote a news article on our Mystic Access site, and we can link to that in the show notes. So if you wish to see the written steps as opposed to listening as you change things up, you can do so. It's just a couple of steps. It'll only take a few minutes. And once you change it, you should be golden. We also want to remind you about some classes that are coming up in the near future. We will be conducting a class, which is basically a comparison of two braille displays, the Vario Ultra and the Orbit Reader 20. And these are by no means the only displays out there. The Orbit Reader, I think, will be popular by virtue of its low price point. And the Vario Ultra has been a fairly popular display by virtue of its somewhat lower price point when compared to other displays, its ability to connect to multiple devices, and its rugged design. So in this class, we're going to be comparing the two units. Now, you might think, all right, I really want to get a Braille display, but I'm not interested in either one of these. I would still encourage you to attend the class because it might give you information regarding what you would want to look at in a Braille display. For example, one of the displays has cursor routing keys and one does not. And this might be something that had never occurred to you before. And it will help you kind of design in your own mind or on paper your ideal Braille display. And this is really great because you're not necessarily reading information or listening to a presentation and being kind of, for lack of a better word, taken in by someone's sales pitch. If you already have in your mind what you want, then you can kind of just go through and check off. Okay, Braille display A has three of the things I want, and oh, it has this, and I never thought I might want that, but you know, I might. And then Braille Display B has five of these things that I want on my dream Braille display. So if you're interested in specifically the Vario Ultra or the Orbit Reader 20, then this class will be a help to you. But if you're also just interested in evaluating information so that you can make a wise choice about purchasing a Braille display. You might find this class works for you as well. I also should go back and specify one thing. When I refer to the Vario Ultra, I am referring to a Vario Ultra 20, partly because that's what I have. And also, if we're doing comparisons, I want to stick as closely to similarities as I can and compare apples with apples. So we'll be comparing one 20-cell display with another 20-cell display.
You know, it's amazing what kind of comes up in terms of when you're looking for a Braille display. You may originally or initially think, oh, okay, well, I want this many cells and this is kind of the feature set I want. I want this kind of panning ability and I want to be able to hook it up to multiple devices and I want Bluetooth and I want this and that, whatever. But then you start looking at them and you realize the quality of your Braille can differ. The housing of your display can differ. The size of your display can differ. Never mind the amount of cells that you're choosing. The thickness, the portability, the weight. There are so many things that can be compared and contrasted when looking at multiple displays that I think a class like this could be very helpful and something that I may have liked to have back in the days when I was trying to pick a display for myself. This class is going to be a free class that we are offering via our teleclasses discussion list. So if you are not yet a member of our discussion list, you'll need to sign up for that in order to get all the call-in information for this Vario Orbit comparison. We're going to put a link in the show notes to the webpage, but it's pretty easy. It's mysticaccess.com slash teleclasses, T-E-L-E-C-L-A-S-S-E-S, and you'll be able to sign up for our list. And when we get closer to the time of the class, which is late August of 2017, you will be able to find out all the information about how to join and times and logistics and all of that loveliness. So that is available for free to anyone interested. We do have other classes coming up, some of which will exclusively be announced via our teleclasses discussion list, and some of which are publicly announced and available now. I am really looking forward to our WordPress class that is beginning in September, on September 6th of 2017. And this class is called Your Website, Your Way, and it's all about using the WordPress.org platform to build websites. If you have ever dreamed of having your own little home or your own little corner of cyberspace to do whatever you want with, blog, sell products, do reviews, have a cause that you are passionate about that you wish to write about, share your poetry, share recipes, what have you, it is doable. It is doable without sight. It is doable with a screen reader and it is possible to build, create, design, and maintain a website of your very own. It does not have to be a blog site. It can be a full-fledged website with stores, newsletters, calendars, <laughs> appointment scheduling, all sorts of goodies. And you can do so affordably using WordPress.org. So we're going to have a six-week class beginning in September. And we're going to talk all about why you might want WordPress, why you might want a site in the first place, what makes WordPress the Mystic Access preferred website platform. How does one use it as a person with little or no physical site? How do you set it up? How do you get started? What do you need to get started? So it's really soup to nuts in terms of everything that we're going to go through in this class. We're going to start at the beginning, essentially, in terms of why you might want a website to begin with. And we're going to work our way all the way through how you would build and choose what feature set you need for your site, what you might want to put on it. We're going to talk about themes, plugins, widgets, how to build site menus, all sorts of goodies. Now, a couple things to note about this class. Caveats. One of which is we are not actually going to be building websites in this class. However, if you utilize the information you learn in this class, you can go a long way towards beginning to build your own site. Mystic Access doesn't actually build websites. We can assist you with more specific one-on-one -on -one training to assist you in configuring and building and creating aspects of your own WordPress site. And of course, we're also going to offer this class, which is a pretty elaborate overview 
of what is necessary. If you want to build along with us, and we have people in the class who are doing exactly that, you can join the class and you can begin working towards that goal as part of the class. But just so you know, we're not actually building your site while we're in class. Although if you want to start that independently and use class instruction to assist you with that foundational knowledge and that step-by-step tools and processes, awesome. You can do that and we'll be happy to answer questions in class as we go along. So I'm your primary instructor, just so you're aware of that. We are already getting a really nice list of fun participants who have signed up for the class. Although if you are a lady and you would like to join the class, we are far outnumbered right now by the gentleman. <laughs> so that is uh, just something to note, but we do have a really, seriously, a really good group of people joining the class. We are interacting. There is a private discussion list for class participants, and we're talking on there. We're getting to know each other. We're introducing ourselves, sharing a little bit about why we're each in the class, what appeals to us about it, what we want to learn, what we're hoping to accomplish, and it's just fun so far. We are enjoying getting to know each other, and I am enjoying from an instructor perspective learning about what everybody wants because then I can really tailor this class for the group of participants who are joining it. We also have some unannounced bonuses that people will not know about until they register for the class. The class sessions will all be recorded. They're about 75 minutes in length each. There will be plenty of time for questions. And yes, it is going to be offered on the Zoom platform. So as Lisa said earlier, you can join via iOS, via Android, via PC or Mac, or via your phone. So lots of ways to join us, lots of ways to participate. If you can't make a class session, all sessions will be recorded. So you'll be able to check them out very quickly after the class has actually happened. The entire class fee is $89. If you do want your materials sent to you after all the class sessions are over on an SD card, that's an additional $15. So your total would be $104 to have all your materials on SD sent to you after the class is over. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be an exciting class. Really looking forward to it. There's still lots of time to join. However, I want to encourage you, if this is something that interests you and you think you'd like to join, to do it fairly soon. We're pretty much at the halfway point for what I want for a full class. Once we get to a certain number of people, I will do a cutoff and we won't take any more registrations for this particular session of class. So if it's popular enough, and I'm beginning to have a feeling that it will be, then we will definitely offer this class again in future. So if it's something that interests you and you want to take it now, please feel free to register now. As I said, it's $89. You can join via the website or you can call us. We will help you to sign up via phone. And if you have any questions, obviously you can contact me. I'd probably be the person to ask Kim at mysticaccess.com. That's K-I-M. And you'll be able to ask me anything that you want to know about class. As the people registered for the class will tell you, I'm very responsive. I'm very engaged on the list. I want to be accessible to those of you who are registering to help you out with any questions that you may have. And now we are going to go from websites to eggs. Eggs? Eggs, yes. Okay. You know, chickens. Chris is making omelets for us. Oh, sweet. Yum. I want an omelet. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to make omelets. But what I have done is I pre-recorded a demonstration of using the Henrietta Hen egg hard boiler thingy. Basically, it's a hen <laughs> that 
you put eggs in water in, you plug it in, and you let it do its thing. So it's pretty easy, pretty straightforward, and I really like it for creating hard-boiled eggs. And I'm going to insert that now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this little demonstration of the Henrietta Hen egg hard boiler that I purchased from Speak to Me sometime around Christmas time. And I just wanted to take a few minutes and show you how it's done. This is a device that kind of looks like a chicken, and you can poach up to four eggs, or you can hard boil seven eggs. And what you want to do is there's a base that plugs into your electrical outlet. There's no on-off switches, there's no buttons, there's no nothing. And then there is a little plastic piece where the eggs sit in. And it's got what I would look like is a little handle that you put your finger through. And on the one edge, it's a flat circular thing and it's got the holes. And you want to be careful because one of those holes is where there's a pin sticking up so that you can... Uh, poke the eggs so that they don't crack. In the bowl itself there are rings that you can feel and you put the amount of water in for the amount of eggs that you want. I usually just cook seven at a time so I just fill it up to the top ring. So what you do is you put this plastic piece, well first of all what you do is before you put the plastic piece you go to the sink and fill up your measuring cup or your uh, whatever you decide you want to fill with water. And try not to dump the recorder into the water. Now I'm going to fill up the little basin or bowl, if you will, with the water. And I'm using a measuring cup just because it's easier. And I have enough water in the bowl. And there's a little bit of extra, so I'm going to go back to the sink. And I'm going to dump it in. I apologize for uh, being off mic, but sometimes when you're doing this kind of stuff, you don't have a choice as the recorder just kind of like moves around, whatever. So I'm going to take the thing with the, the little plastic circle with the holes, you know, where you put the eggs in, and I'm going to put this on top of the bowl. And it kind of lines up with the back of the, the bowl. You kind of put the power, put it, he kind of like turns on. There's really no good way to describe it, but you place it on and then you turn it to the right to to tighten it on. And again, it could move when you're turning it to the right or turning it to the left. So once it's on and it feels fit, that's fine. You don't have to really worry about it. Then you go into your fridge and grab some eggs. So I'm going to do that. So I got four, I'm gonna do it in two trips. 
So you just put one in, you just kind of like stand them on end and fill up the holes with the eggs. So I did four, and I'm going to go get three more. I could have moved the whole egg container out of the thing, but there's like two and a half dozen in the one container, so it's easier just to grab a couple at a time instead of... <laughs> making a catastrophe which would be two and a half dozen eggs all over the floor that would not be cool so we're going to fill up the rest of the holes and i just found the one with the pin on it that's not what i want so basically what you have is there are six eggs surrounding one more egg and that's what it looks like if you feel that handle that i was talking about and you slide your finger in towards the center of the bowl or the top the lid where the eggs are all sitting you'll actually rest your finger on the pin so that's a good way to actually locate the pin so now i'm going to take the top of the the henrietta hen which looks like a top of a chicken and on the top of the chicken you have a hole that's where the steam is going to come out so this is really going to get hot and on the back is the tail, and the tail looks like the other kind of half of the, the handle that's on the bottom portion. So you take the top portion and rest it on the bottom portion. You line the tail up with the, the I guess, other half of the tail. So there's two parts on the top tail and another part on the bottom of the tail. Now... I'm going to plug this in. It takes about 20 minutes or so to cook the eggs. So I'm going to plug it in. Again, there is no, there's no switch, there's no buttons, there's no nothing. It just starts up and it will eventually boil. When it beeps, it, to me at least, sounds like an alarm clock going off but the manufacturer not speak to me but the manufacturer describes it as a as a cute sound to me it reminds me of one of those old-fashioned alarm clocks that goes beep 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 when it's done it does the job but i was kind of expecting it to sound like the barking dog that i have for boiling hot dogs So I'm going to leave this for now and we will come back a little bit later when the eggs are done. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but the eggs and at least the water is starting to boil. And as you can hear, that is what it sounds like when the 
eggs are done boiling. So what I'm going to do is unplug it. Because again, that's the only way that you can turn it off. So I just unplugged it. Bottom of the device is very, it's kind of warm. You can touch it. But if you go up further and further to the top where the plastic of the hen is, it's pretty warm. And of course, at the top of the hen, there is the hole where all the steam is uh, being released. So what I usually do is take the top half or top two-thirds of the tail and lift the hen up and face it away from me as I'm lifting it up. That way, that way steam doesn't go in my face. And I put it down next to the, the hen. And basically I will let the eggs cool. If you touch the eggs, they are extremely hot, obviously. But there's no more water. The water has been all steamed out and the eggs are all done. And I'm kind of touching them a little bit here just to see if any of them cracked and they did not. So again, they are hot and I just let them set, you know, for a little while. And then I will put them in the fridge and eat them or have one a little bit warmer than the rest and eat one when it's warm. So again, this is a really nice way to hard boil your eggs. I've never done poached eggs on it, but I assume it's really no different. You put four eggs in instead of your seven, and it's my understanding you would use the pin to poke the eggs. I've never actually used the pin. I haven't found a need to. So I hope you have enjoyed this little demonstration of the hen and I'm not sure if any of the boiling or steaming out of the water was able to be heard, but it gives you an idea on how to do it. It's very easy. It's very fun to use, although I wish it sounded a little bit better, but to me it sounds like an alarm clock. But other than that, it does the job and it does it nicely. And we are back. One thing that I wanted to talk about, if you have received a physical product from us, one of our habits, one of our speakers, you may have noticed, hopefully, that you get Braille on the outside of the package or you get a Braille magnet and hopefully you didn't throw the magnet in the trash, not knowing what it was. But I wanted to introduce you to the woman who does our Braille. We have a go-to person. Her name is Gail Smith. And she will be joining us in the Mystic Access Magic Castle. So any of you who have ever received a brochure from us, a business card, or one of our fun Braille magnets has been introduced to Gail's work. And we're really excited to be interviewing her for today's podcast and sharing that with you. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. So we are in the Mystic Access Magic Castle. We have Kim and Lisa and our special guest who is going to remain anonymous for a few minutes. And I just wanted to, a little bit of background, I wanted to shout out to Lucy Marr who introduced me to our special guest. If you have received anything physically from Mystic Access in the last year or so at least. At least. Yes, you have seen our guests work any of the braille 
on the Braille labels on the outside of the envelopes, the Braille magnets, Braille business cards, Braille brochures. brochures. So you kind of get the idea where this is coming. I want to introduce Gail Smith from Braille Smith. <laughs> and Chris. Hello, Mr. Hello, Gail. Yay. We're so happy you're here. We uh, originally. Me too. Thank you. You're so welcome. We're so tickled that you're here and part of the podcast. And I was just going to say that Chris initially did a little podcast talking about you and his initial experiences with your work. We'll link back to that in the show notes because it's just something else that people can listen to to kind of find out more. But we've been wanting to have you on for a while and have really been looking forward to this and being able to chat with you a bit about what it is that you do and how you do it and why you do it and all these lovely things. So people have gotten to experience the quality of your work through what we do, and we want to give people the opportunity to find out how they can partake in it for themselves. It's not just, and this is one of the things that I want to stress starting out, it's not just for those of you who have companies. I mean, I can find so many ways or think of so many ways that people could utilize what you do to better their lives. And we'll get into one thing specifically that I'm thinking about in a little bit, but tell us a little bit about Braille Smith and how it started and why you are doing what you do. Well, thank you. I, I really enjoy Brilling, as you might imagine. I started with, let me see, back in 1990, I got my very first computer. Of course, it was DOS. And I had also at that time got my first Braille embosser. So I started just Brilling things for people that did not have computers, just you know, for family and friends, and the word just kept spreading. And so several years back, I decided just to make it into um, my full-time business. The company I was working for went out of business, and so I suddenly found myself without a full-time job. So I just started uh, doing business. And I really enjoy my work, and we try to offer a very wide selection of Braille. Most, you know, just anything people need Braille, we do it. Your website has a plethora of stuff that people can pick from. You can do menus and reports and business cards and all kinds of things that people can enjoy and look at. And I really love, I just have to give you kudos for the way you've designed your web presence too, because it's got nice heading navigation. It's very well laid out. People can find what they're looking for easily. It's very intuitive to navigate and use. And I think that's just very impressive because a lot of people don't necessarily take that into consideration when beginning a site. So that helps a lot, I think, with many of us who are using screen readers and all of that. I would love to know, as someone who does a lot of Braille print material, for instance, we have brochures that many of you have probably received from us from one way or another. And I'm just curious, when you're doing the Braille print information, how do you find out, like, is everything a template where that you know that, okay, the Braille's here, the print's over here, and know that everything looks good and well-balanced and everything is the way it should be when you're creating something like that? No, I do not do all of this by myself. I actually have several people working with me. I have two people that design the business cards because I am totally blind, so I have to have you know, people that can help me out with the print. So, like, if someone sends a document, of course, I, you know, I scan it in, or if it's in PDF, I try to convert it or whatever. And sometimes people will just send, like, a wedding invitation, and I mm. just have to have someone cited to read it to right. me. Mm -hmm. So, I, whatever I access, and then we try to work together to format the Braille and the print you know, the best the best we can to get the best quality. So I do have sighted people helping me with the print part of the you know, um, of the business. Because I that is that's one 
thing unique to our business, most Braille companies only do Braille, and we integrate Braille and print both. So I think that's one thing that sets us apart from a lot of the other places that offer Braille services. I remember when I first approached you on the business card aspect, and you took into account our logo, and on the business card, on the front of the business card, I do believe the logo takes up three-fourths of the business card because it is such a, a unique logo. But the Braille, of course, is over the top of the print logo. So I remember the emails going back and forth with you designing that portion of the business card. And our magnets, actually, for those that have received our magnets and didn't throw them away. Please don't um, throw away our magnets. They're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Plus, they were my Never. ideas, so I'm a little bit possessive of the magnets. <laughs> <laughs> the magnets The magnets also have the print and a Braille yes. on them. Of course, the Braille is only on one side, obviously, but uh, the print is on the one side as well. So it's the magnet is the business card. So you just take it and stick it to your fridge, and it's all in Braille and that good stuff. And if you're Chris's mom and my mom, they're sitting on their fridges. <laughs> oh, exactly. such proud mommies. Yeah. And I love it because the other, well, the other place where you can put magnets is if you have an office or a home office, you can put them on a file drawer. Yes. And that way our number is nice and handy. It really feels like the cards and the magnets have kind of hit the sweet spot because how many times have we seen lousy Braille and people say, oh, well, the business card looks so nice or vice versa, but the Braille is wonderful and crisp and clear, and I've had friends look at the business card and the magnet, and they have said unanimously that it looks very attractive. I've had customers appreciate the fact that we take the extra little time and put the little Braille sticker on the outside of the packaging with the Mystic Access name, telephone number, and website. This way, as a blind individual, when you receive a package, there's nothing worse than not knowing what it is. So we take that little extra step and a lot of our customers appreciate that fact. Yes, yes, they're blown away by getting something in the mail that they can pick up and go, oh, this must be for Mystic Access because it's got a Braille label on it. <laughs> Even if they can't read it. If, if they can't read it, yeah, they know it's a Braille yeah. label. <laughs> something I, I was thinking too of postal people who yes. maybe go to deliver to the wrong place. And they say, oh, nope, this goes to the blind lady next door. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, exactly. So a lot of ways. I think that's what sets Mystic Access apart from a lot of other businesses, that y'all do go the extra distance to, you know, to satisfy your customers and offer that extra little service there. You offer quite a few extra services. We try to, and we really want people, I'm very into Braille literacy to begin with. It's a very huge passion of mine. And and, you know, having been totally blind all my life and utilized Braille since I was an itsy bitsy girl, it matters to me that if you are a Braille reader, that we have something available to you to say, you can contact us here. You can get in touch with us this way. So whether it be a card or a magnet or that little label on your package that you get, if you're getting some physical product from us, I really love the ability to have that available. And as Lisa said, the quality, both of your card stock of the paper that you're using for brochures, etc. We have one brochure that you did, speaking of brochures, which is a front and back brochure with the print and braille. And I call it our little black dress <laughs> brochure because I just think 
It's so classy and so well done. And not many of y'all have gotten that one, by the way. But it is it is something that I have. And I actually have one on my desk. So those days when I'm feeling kind of blue, I'm like, where's my little black dress for sure? I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> So, I mean, there's so much available, but I wanted to mention something that I noticed this morning that I thought was just so great is that you have a whole bunch of cards, like seasonal cards or holiday cards or birthday cards that you can braille up for people for any season, bridal, sympathy, birthday, Christmas, Easter, all sorts of occasions, or just because that people can get from you and you will actually mail them to their recipient. Yes, we offer that service. I have, you know, for the biggest part of my life, I've always wished I had the opportunity I could just go and pick out a card for someone special for a special occasion by myself. Because what would happen, I would ask someone to go with me. And, you know, when you're just depending on someone else to stand there and read cards, you don't want them to have to stand there like 30 minutes. So you just sort of grab something you don't really maybe even want. (laughs) And because... (laughs) <laughs> so I just thought I would do that as a sideline to my actual, the Braille business. And we started doing cards. We just started out with like birthday cards and Christmas cards. But it, as you, I guess you saw, it has really grown. We now yes. have cards for every single occasion, whether it be weddings or anniversaries or get well or thank you or just friends, just friendship cards. We have Easter cards or Valentine cards. We have, I forgot how many different categories. We have offer over a thousand different kinds of cards now. And we will put your personal message inside and we will mail them directly to the person you'd like them to go to if you wish us to do that. The way we do that, we fix a card to, to be mailed and then we send it with a tracking. So we would send the person that ordered it a tracking number and that way they can tell when their friend is going to receive it. That's awesome. I love that. And I was just astonished at the variety of cards. So it's not like you're going to Gale and you say, I want a Christmas card for somebody or a holiday card. And you've got like five to choose from. Oh, no. Oh, no. There are lots and lots and lots available that you can pick. And the most brilliant thing that I loved coming as another totally blind gal looking at the site is that you actually tell what the pictures are on the cards. Love it. And that's that's actually brilled right onto the card, too. We brill of what the front of the card says, and then we put in parentheses on the card itself what the card's the picture is. And then on the inside, we also write in Braille what the inside says. So these are just regular cards, that commercial cards that like you, anybody could just go to a store and purchase. And they're just, we do not make the cards. We just emboss them with Braille. So uh, these are just cards like anyone could go and purchase. And all we do is just add the Braille to them. So we have, I started to say American Greetings, but we actually have quite a few different brands that we offer because we just try to get a wide selection of cards that, you know, in the beginning, I just never thought the cards would really go so well, but they really, I think the, the all occasion greeting cards and the business cards are actually our two largest that's to our two largest sellers because a lot of people order the cards like Mystic Access does. And those are our premium cards with the Braille on the front and the back. And then we also offer those with just the Braille on the front. And that now this particular Braille is done on a plastic and overlaid on the cards before they're ever cut or anything. So it's a process that we just designed ourselves. And also some people will have their business cards and just send them to us and we will Braille 
you know, their individual business cards. Like, so that's a whole different process we have. We offer business cards in several different options because some people just want the print or some people just want Braille on a blank card and some people want the print and the Braille. And then we offer the plastic Braille also. So we stay quite busy doing business cards and greeting cards. And we do other documents and well, like I said, anything anybody wants. <laughs> <laughs> we just we believe the whole world should be in Braille. <laughs> yeah! See, I love that it. That sounds like a wonderful slogan. Oh, yes. I, and you know we what? Have, well, you know, people sometimes will, like they might have a wheel and they, as a blind person, they don't know, ex- can't remember exactly, exactly the way the wheel is worded or what's in it. And so they'll have us like to Braille their wheel or they'll need somebody just to Braille a few wedding invitations or, you know, there's just things come up in life that people want just to Braille some personal, you know, documents or some, you know, like that, just like some wedding invitations or invitation to a special occasion that they're having. And we just try to accommodate people with whatever their Braille needs is because we we have different ways we can do Braille according to the need. So we really enjoy doing this. And I was just so glad, you know, in the, it's been quite a few years ago now when Chris contacted me about Mystic Access because we always think so much about Chris Mystic Access and listen to your podcast. So I'm real honored to be a guest. Well, we hope we can get you lots and lots of new people as well, because we've got well over 5,000 people who listen to this podcast. So, you know, it is just fun. And I think Lisa would agree with me here, especially, and I know, Gail, that you probably would too, is just that as a Braille reader, to receive anything that is in Braille or to be able to have something made more accessible in a hard copy format can sometimes just be so special. Like you said, that wedding invitation, you know, if you have one of your old wedding invitations, maybe you want to say, I can get this Braille. No way. I can have this for my scrapbook. It's just very special to have something like that in a memorialized way that you can actually read and access yourself. And I think Braille is a really nice thing, a good thing, not only for blind people, but for sighted people. There may be times when you have a sighted person and you want to send them a card kind of as an educational thing. Mm -hmm. I sent someone a print card one time and I had someone help me pick it out. And the comment I got was, do you even know what you sent? And I I thought that was a little weird, but uh, yeah. (laughs) You know, if you send in Braille, you leave no doubt. And I know, Kim, you mentioned Christmas cards. And to me, that's always really hard because there may be people who really are into the sacred meaning of Christmas. And then it seems like when I'm looking for cards, all I find is season's greetings. And then you find, you know, you want to send cards to season's greetings kinds of people. And then, you know, who just enjoy kind of... I call it like the holly jolly, Um, you know, and then all you can find are sacred cards. And it really sounds like you're saying and living and showing the fact that even with Braille, one size does not fit all. There are all different people and companies and needs. And to me, that's fantastic. Just say our Christmas cards you mentioned, we have just regular Christmas cards that are like you call the holly jolly type one. And then we have Christmas cards for females. That's like for mothers and sisters and daughters and granddaughters. And then we have Christmas cards for males, which is, you know, also like the 
family members, like the husbands and the fathers and the sons. And then we have the Christmas cards religious. We had so many Christmas cards, we divided them into categories. And we did the same with the birthday cards, because we've got like the regular birthday cards, and then we got the religious birthday cards. And then we have the birthday cards for family members, and we have the religious Christmas uh, birthday cards. So we have some of our categories divided into sections, just because we have so many of them, and it sort of helps eliminate, you know, down a little bit. But I would like to point out something else, too. When we first started doing the Christmas cards, I automatically just thought, we're going to be doing all these Braille cards. But no, a lot of blind people go on there and just because they can read and pick out their own card, they will order cards and just have us to do print signature in it and send it to a sighted person because a lot of people can't, you know, or don't know, don't have the ability to do the print signature in cards or to print out shipping labels and all. So we actually send a lot of cards just in print for people that can't see. So just because you can go in there and pick out a card. I remember the year that that I sent out about 48 Christmas cards. Now this was in the days of typewriters, but I wrote a message in each one and I wrote them on, wrote the addresses on the envelopes and I just graduated from college, I guess, and I was living with my parents and I asked my dad to get me a book of stamps and he looked at my cards and my typewriter had lost its mind. It was one of those that was like sort of about 90% typewriter and about 10% computer and it lost its mind and every envelope had the same gibberish on it. Oh, let me tell you, you lose the heart after that for sending Christmas cards. And I mean, I have the ability, but not always the time. And I could certainly see using a service like that. Here's my info. You can double check to make sure nothing has lost its mind. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you. <laughs> you know, because it just makes it so much easier. I mean, the hours. We hours. actually do that for some people. Just, yeah. They'll just send us a list. You know, and sometimes people will just send us a list of, and we'll just like make up uh, mailing it labels for them. That's not even Braille. That's what I say. We offer a lot of print services for the blind too, because I just, there's a need there. Apparently people is asking us to do it. So we just started doing it. So we do print and Braille. That's one, like I said earlier, that's what I think sets us apart from a lot of the other companies that do Braille is we offer print services and Braille services. Yeah, like the brochures that we have from you, we have print and braille on the brochures. The font is nice enough so that if you're low vision, you can experience what we offer, you know, through the brochures that Gail made for us. And, you know, if you're a braille reader, so it's the best of both worlds and you have the ability to find out things about what we do. So that's something that would be available for your business that Gail could do for you. And just to mention, we don't want to go too much into the price thing because it is custom tailor made to you in many cases in terms of finding out, okay, well, you got this quantity of stuff. Therefore, it's going to cost you this much, but very, very affordable. We have been nothing but delighted over the years of working together and finding the things that work best for our company. And whether you are a business or whether you are just a person who would like some Braille done for yourself, there's so many ways that she can assist you and kind of tailor make your experience so that it is exactly what you need. And if you have received one of our business cards, if you don't read print and don't read Braille, and you have a QR code reader, you can actually read the business card because each business card has a QR code on it. Yeah, that's cool too. Let's tell people how they can get in touch with us. Absolutely. Our website is braille 
smith.com. And should I give him my phone number? Sure. It's area 205-388-7261. That's area code 205-388-7261. The way we do is when someone has a, would like a, a job or thinking about it, like something real, just send it to us and we'll send a quote. And so we sort of just send a quote on each job because we evaluate, you know, how many real pages it would be or exactly what you want. And we send a quote and then you can, you know, reply back yes or no or, you know, whatever. But we try to just be as reasonable as possible because I have been on the other end of this where I would have to pay somebody to braille from time to time. And I know sometimes it gets quite expensive. So we really try to keep it reasonable. And that's something we can certainly attest to in terms of getting hundreds of things from you at a time. Certainly, you know, that does add up. And we have been very thrilled just in terms of price, but even more so just in terms of your turnaround time, your quality is everything. We could not have asked for a more superb experience in working with somebody to do our braille for us so certainly if you guys are listening and you like and trust what we offer this is our go-to girl for our braille needs so if you're looking for someone to help you out with some braille this is a really prime way to go and you can visit gail online you can email her you can call her with the number that she provided and give your email address real quick gail so that people have that in addition to phone and website yes it's braille smith at gmail.com just braillesmith at gmail.com. And that will get you in touch with Gail directly. She responds fast. She's a lovely Southern girl. So it's so fun to have another Southern girl on the podcast today. Yay! <laughs> so it's just fun. Only in the South do you hear Smith with more than one syllable. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We do do that down here. She's she's further south than me, so it, it gets yeah, even more. Yeah. Alabama. <laughs> yep. Yep. Gail's in Alabama, so she's further south than me. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me. This has been fun. Well, we have appreciated having you, and thanks everyone for joining us for the Mystic Access Castle. Thanks everyone for joining us. And again, if you want to get in touch with Gail, you can go back, get her email address and her phone number and her website address, BrailleSmith.com, and you can check out all that she has to offer. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. Thanks so much for listening with us, taking this journey and getting to know Gail a little better. And thanks for listening to our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please feel free to contact us in any of the normal ways that you use. We would love to hear from you. And we thank you for listening. Absolutely. Without you guys, we wouldn't have a podcast. (laughs) So we are happy to have you. We continue to grow at a rapid rate. So if you know others who may be interested in our podcast or the offerings that we have, please feel free to spread the word. And you can find out all about that in our ending announcements that you'll hear my voice (laughs) tell you in a couple of minutes. But thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you checking out this episode, listening to our delightful interview with Gail. We certainly enjoyed getting a chance to talk to her and just finding out more about what we're up to. Don't forget as well that another way to contact us that we don't touch on very often is you can call us at the main number, which is 716-543-3323 and press two and you can leave us a message on our podcast comment line. So if you have anything you want to say, that's another way to do it. So we appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for being part of our podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.
The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us 716-543-3323 and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.